0: Seven pitch. Harper Three. hits one in the air, left center field. Back it goes. Harper, the swing of his life.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the this Podcast. Colin Bailey and Ben Goldstein. It was an exciting week for Phillies baseball. They took the first two of three against the Diamondbacks in the National League Championship Series. They have an opportunity to end this series in Arizona with two more wins. And if that does not come to fruition, they could take it back to Philadelphia, either in a t- – nope, I lied – uh-oh. up
0: one or down one the time yes. will tell yeah um phillies i mean other than game 3 they have been they have been really the top dog in the series i mean they have absolutely dominated the phillies offensively in games 1 and 2 game 3 not so much but the phillies are um they are destined right now to go to the world series they are two wins away as we enter game 4 tonight
1: yeah, I think that Game Two loss for Arizona is what's really going to end up when you look back on this. Hopefully, when you look back on this, and Arizona has lost this series, that's going to be that that real um, that real missed opportunity because yep. you know they had um, had an opportunity with Merrill Kelly going against an inconsistent Aaron Nola, and unfortunately, they were not able to capitalize on that. Now, Nola is one of those pitchers who it's it's not random, right? You can tell right off the bat. This is going to be a good Nola day. This is going to be a bad Nola day. I'd say, like, a solid 85, 90% of the time, an educated viewer can say, Yep, Nola's got it today. Nope. It's going to be a long afternoon. And uh, fortunately, Nola his oh my God, this is two seamer was absolutely incredible. I don't know if you saw the pitching ninja video, uh, yeah. but there were some highlights. It was beyond me.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know if we can keep calling Nola inconsistent because this postseason, he has been unbelievable he has been really 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 good in all of his starts and he's been really good ever since this Atlanta start two starts before the postseason after that adjustment so he has been really good now Colin I asked um I forget who I asked this on the I think it was Gus on the pregame show the other day Noah wants an eight he wants an eight year 200 million dollar deal are you giving Aaron Nola, after the much success he has had this postseason and the last postseason, are you giving him that contract this offseason? or Are you negotiating? Like what is your ideal contract look like for Aaron Nola, And will he be a Philly next year?
1: Well, to be honest with you, Ben, I don't know if I can fairly answer that question right now, because I'm not totally sure what the Philly's cap space look, looks like. Um, I don't know who they have going off the books. I mean, I have a general sense, right? I know Hoskins is, an impending free agent, whatever Nola's contract is right now, is set to expire. Same with Kimbrell, who I know we owe $10 million, etc. But like I said, I don't know the full extent of that. And I also am not totally sure where they are with the luxury tax because I definitely would not want to exceed that second threshold, which is when you're going to end up losing um, your draft pick by 10 spots. So for the Phillies, that would mean that they do not have a first-round pick next year. And in baseball, historically, has been one of the sports, like most sports, where the first round draft picks tend to be significantly um, a higher um, success rate in the MLB than those who get drafted in the later rounds. I mean, there are some anomalies there, like always, but I really don't think it's worth it to, to sacrifice that that spot just so you can get one player. If you're going to go over it, you need to go well over it. Um, I don't see the Phillies being huge spenders this offseason. They definitely should grab another starter and probably a reliever uh, as they're probably going to end up losing Craig Kimbrell. Do you think – so in in summary, I'm probably not going to answer your question right now. I, I do think that that is about a fair contract, though, for Wheeler. I think that equates to $25 million a year. Well, it does equate to $25 million a year, and I think that is a fair, a fair number for NOLA. Um, I think 20 is what I would value him at, but I think getting him at 25 is what's probably going to end up happening.
0: A lot of people are saying that Aaron Nola could be a member of the New York Mets next season. Do you see it?
1: I don't. I don't think that the the Cohen, Corp, Cohen and Co, that's fun to say, Cohen and Co. I don't think Cohen and Co are going to spend a ton this off season. I think they realize that they need a rebuilding year. They've made that, pretty publicly clear. Um, I, I think I, had, I do think there are a lot of organizations where NOLA could fit. Uh, the San Francisco Giants desperately need pitching. They had a lot of bullpen games this year. Their bullpen got tired down the stretch, which was truthfully one of the uh, factors in their ultimate demise. I could also see the St. Louis Cardinals going after him. They have made it very clear that they intend to get back into postseason contention next season, they do not have a strong farm system in terms of power pitchers right now. They have some, they have, some have some, good bats, but their power pitchers with high strikeout numbers aren't really there. And NOLA can be that guy for you. Um, and they're also a large market team. So, like I said, the pitching market this offseason is going to be very sparse. So pitchers are definitely going to be costly uh, come the end of the season.
0: All right, let's go back to the National League Championship Series. What we need to worry about? Let's go back to game one. Uh, Colin, how many pitches of this game did you watch? Zero. Come on! <laughs>
1: I watched an inning and a half in this series. I'm very busy right now. That's okay, though. Hey, truthfully, I haven't watched a Sixers or Flyers or Eagles game in over a year. And I know everything that's going on because of Elon Musk and his people. It's so scary, truthfully.
0: Oh, I know, I sports. know about
1: that. And just it's so weird how you get on that. Like I can tell you all about the Harden saga and Embiid and, and Maxi and they. Uh, what what, what uh, was it Bev? Pat that's Bev. who got a said Things about Ben Simmons. I haven't turned on a Sixers game in probably since they were last in the playoffs. So June or May? Did May they make mention. it? Uh, no, I think it might have been the previous season. I don't think I watched them last postseason.
0: You didn't miss much.
1: What was the year? I don't know. I can't remember. Right, anyway, like Phillies. I never watched the Eagles. All
0: right, Phillies, anyway. Um, anyway I do watch them. Yeah, NLCS game one. Zach Wheeler pitched. He was great. He gave up two runs which was on a 2 bound home run, the one mistake he made all game. Um, other than that, he was really good. Everything was going right for him. Um, offensively, Schwarber had a home run on the first pitch in the National Championship Series, and I was at that game. And when I saw – when I thought – what I was thinking when that ball went out is this series is over. Like, one pitch that the Diamondbacks do, and it's a Schwarber bomb on the first pitch. Like, I just I – I didn't see the Diamondbacks coming back at all in this series, after that pitch, because I knew the Phillies were going to win that game, and especially with the crowd, the Phillies are yet to lose at Philadelphia in October, and I think I've officially convinced Colin that home field advantage matters.
1: Is it? Is it already in your head? The Phillies have won this series.
0: Uh, I think the like Phillies. It. I think the Phillies will win this series, um, whether that's in, whether that's in five or six, um, but I just. Think there's much. They're a much better team than the Diamondbacks are, and this offense will respond from what happened in Game Three. Um, this offense and this team is good, and last time, and they are so good when they get punched in the mouth. We saw it against the Braves last round, and we've seen it all season. Um, that this this team is just like you know, this this team is not going to lose this series. They're not going to let the Arizona Diamondbacks take this momentum and take this series. So I just, I think the Phillies are going to win this series in what well, I said, five, and I still, it still can be five. So anyway, back to game one. Hoskins hit a home run a few at-bats later. um Wait, who I hit say? a home run? Harper, not Hoskins. Uh, Harper oh, hit a home run a few, a few pitches later. Uh, Castellanos went deep. Um, he has had a postseason, Nick Castellanos. Uh, hasn't really Done much? He didn't hit any home runs in game two or three, but um, maybe that'll come back in game four tonight. Uh, and then yeah, that was it for the off. Uh, the RBI double, two run double, I think from JT later in the game. So the Phillies won that game five to three. Uh, game two was the ten nothing game. The offense exploded. Aaron Nola was really good. Um, again, uh, he's just he's the man in October, and the um. Uh, the Phillies just exploded. There was two Schwar bombs. Trey Turner had a home run. Something with all these Phillies wins—if they have been getting out in front early and keeping that lead, we saw it in Game One on the leadoff home run. We saw it in Game Two with the home run on the second at bat, the fifth pitch of the ball game. The Phillies are taking these early leads and just riding that momentum throughout the whole game, and that is the key to success against the Diamondbacks team and really in general. If you can get out to an early lead and keep it, you're going to win the ball game. Um, You're going to a lot of ball games like that. So the Phillies' offense that exploded. Merrill Kelly was rattled. Um, he called. He didn't even think it was going to be that loud out there. It was loud. Phillies took game two, 10-0, game three. The Phillies got three hits. The Diamondbacks walked it off. Um, Really just weird. Uh, Ranger Suarez was very good. The offense, really bad. Three hits against uh, – uh, no runs against Brandon Fott, um, which I did not expect Brandon Fott to look like Cy Young. But he certainly looked really dang good out there in Arizona. And then Philly uh, scored their one run on a wild pitch. Uh, the Diamondbacks scored on Orion Kirkring, who didn't look good. Um, that was the first time I think I've seen Orion Kirkring not look good in his major league career. And it was it was really bad. He gave up, faced three batters, gave three hits and a run on an RBI double. So really bad outing from Orion um I would have maybe liked to seen Samantha Dominguez in that spot uh he's been good he's been all right this postseason. um and he's obviously he has he has more experience in those spots orion Kirkring does that was the first real situation Orion's gotten himself in um in the post season where it's a tight game late innings I think Samantha could have gone in that spot jose Alvarado shut the door jeff Hoffman did pitched well um uh, and then the Phillies lost in the ninth. Uh, Craig Campbell did not pitch well. He only he only got one out, and it was um a great play by Trey Turner and a great tag by J. Tulita. So he got lucky that he only that he got he got an out in that inning. Cattell Marte walked it off. So the Phillies through three games have a two to one lead in the National League Championship Series, and they cannot let Game Three feed over into the rest of the series, and they cannot let the Diamondbacks take over advantage, but. Personally, I am not concerned with the game three loss. I just think it's annoying because, well, the Phillies have chances to win the game if they got, you know, hits. Um, They
1: did did not need a lot either, did they? They only needed one or two more.
0: No, they really did not. Um, But Arizona, that stadium gives such a weird vibe. How dark it is, like how ugly it is. The outfield is weird. It's just an ugly, bad stadium. And it's, you know, it's bad for baseball that the National League Championship Series is being played there. Like, the, the, the if you're going to make it, at least have a nice stadium. Like, last night, I do see two of the best stadiums in Major League Baseball. The Petco Park and Citizens Bank Park. Two fantastic stadiums. It's a great stadium matchup. Uh, this year, horrible stadium matchup. Chase Field is terrible.
1: That's fair. Um, you know the best part of Game 2 was, Ben?
0: What?
1: Garrett Stubbs got to catch him. Stubbs. He, should have that bat. he should have got that He
0: should have gotten that bet.
1: They could have done... A, a, I guess it's not really called a double switch anymore, but they could have uh, had him bat for one of the guys top of the lineup and bring in, like, Cave to play. Cave first pinch hit. Yeah, they could have done
0: it. Cave pitch hit for um Schwarber, though, so they already used him. Obviously. Right, so I'm saying like they could have had Stubbs hit there, um, Oh, true, and, then, and he then gave in the game, yeah.
1: Oh, no, that it means, means, would have, I think that he means would have Stubbs got a very
0: it would have been an awesome reaction from the uh, from the crowd. That would have been awesome. This is true, yeah, because you know, um, when
1: you go in the field, you don't really get that much,
0: yeah, because nobody road. really sees that you're out there until they're like, oh, look, Stubbs is in the game. but especially when you're the catcher and they all look they, the same because they're geared nobody up. Nobody knows who's in there, except I mean. Stubbs and Mavuto look pretty different. JT is That's huge. True. Stubbs is pretty uh, he's a little smaller, stubby. but stubby. Yeah, he's say that he's a little stubby. But yeah, um. So, Colin, are you anywhere concerned?
1: About what happened last night? About the series? No, not at okay.
0: all. I mean, <laughs>
1: first of all, I got a list here. One, oh boy, Lord and Savior Chris Sanchez is on the mountain tonight, so we're all we're all good there. That's we'll be talk about short. that later. It's going to be five shutout innings. Wow. Uh, two, the Diamondbacks' offense is nowhere near as deep as the Phillies' offense, and their bullpen is probably not going to hold up, um, having used a lot of their top guys last night, whereas the Phillies still have some flamethrowers that they can go to in the back of their bullpen. And three, it's a bullpen game for Arizona. There's no way that they win tonight and tomorrow. The Phillies will take at least one of these games, which gives them a very, very good opportunity if they have to go back to Philadelphia. So I'm not saying they're going to, the Phillies are gonna win the next two games, but I'm saying I'm not concerned for the series as a whole in general. Now again, would I be surprised if the Phillies went on to win the next two games? Not at all.
0: Yeah, I'm I have no concern. I think these Phillies I think the Phillies can win the next two games in Arizona. Um I think in game four, which is tonight, I think the Phillies can I'm actually, as you said, used a lot of their big arms last night. And I think the Phillies are going to jump over their bullpen tonight. Obviously, Arizona is a weird state. You're not going to get the ball out of the yard. But if you get some RBI doubles, some singles, you get drives. If you just drive some guys in, you make these pitchers work it deep in that bullpen, waste some guys for tomorrow. That's your goal tonight. You got to win the You got to win the game. It's a must-win game for both of these teams. And you just gotta dig into that Diamondbacks bullpen, get some yeah. of these guys to work, and then maybe in Game Five when Zach Gallon is back on the mound, you can maybe jump on him a little bit. And then they really don't have much left in that bullpen, and then you can win. A, you can go out and win a National League. Also, Christopher Sanchez tonight, um, the absolute right choice to go tonight. Um, much would much rather have him out there than Taiwan Walker, who uh, thankfully will not see the mound in the postseason in 2023. Um, who Who's going to come
1: in after Sanchez? Zach Wheeler. What tonight?
0: Uh, oh, tonight! I don't. They're not. They won't do that.
1: They have. They're not going to piggyback. I don't know. It'll be another game
0: tomorrow, Lorenzen No. <laughs> oh. I mean, you can maybe put. Ray, Pat,
1: comes okay. in tonight, this podcast is going to going to go bankrupt. You know why? Because uh, uh, I ain't going to live through it, and there's only going to be one host. That's what's going to happen.
0: Well, we won't go uh, bankrupt. Bankrupt is Well, bad.
1: sorry, that was the wrong term. This podcast will go bye-bye because unless you find another host. Co-host, because uh, I won't make it through a Lorenzen appearance.
0: Uh, we'll see what happens. This Diamondbacks offense isn't good, but it's go- It's probably going to be the same Diamondbacks lineup out there again. Um, and Christopher Sanchez, I think is going to be good. Christopher Sanchez has been—he's been the Phillies' most consistent starter. He hasn't pitched since September 30th, which was um, a, a long time ago. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it should—I'm um, going to like what I—I I like what I see from Sanchez. And he said he's going to be ready, so he's going to be ready for Game Four, and then Game Five. Phillies can go win a National League Championship for the second. Year in a row, The Phillies could be back in the World Series.
1: So, yeah. So, I want to go back to something you mentioned a couple seconds ago. So, the so Diamondbacks are throwing a bullpen game tonight. They have to use what? At least, I mean, I would say minimum five to six pitchers, right? So, I don't know if they have any guys who are really going to be stretched out enough to go super long. I mean, you got Mantiply started and they have they used, um, Nelson yet in the series? I think they might have. Uh, I think one of the earlier games they used him. I remember seeing his name. Yeah, up. so I think he might be stretched out a little bit, so I would I would expect the Diamondbacks to go all in tonight. This is their this is their opportunity to win, right? They If they win tonight, it's a brand new series, and they have a home game coming up. They're in a great spot if they win tonight. So there's no reason why they wouldn't put all their marbles in the pot right now, right? So... Phillies. I'm playing defense tonight, so making sure that they don't get too far ahead, worrying about the time at the moment, right? Making sure that Sanchez gets through the first inning, keeps runs off the board, left the Phillies offense, do the Phillies offense. We know what it's capable of. We know who's in it. We know the Bryce Harper and Schwarber and Castellanos and Turner and Marsh and Rojas and whom I'm missing, Boom and Stott, can all carry the offense. We need two or three of those nine guys to step up, and the Phillies shouldn't have an issue tonight.
0: Yeah, I I agree for the, with that. I it's just if the Phillies don't win this game, I don't know what they're gonna. I mean, the I mean, it. Diamondbacks will still everybody with two wins away, and there's still there's still two games in Philadelphia. And considering with how the first two games, with the Diamondbacks have no chance at Citizens Bank Park. No shot. That was the first time any of them have ever played in an atmosphere like that, other than Eric Longoria, Evan Longoria, who really has not done anything in the series. Um, so I I feel very, I think the Phillies will win the series. The Phillies are still going to go to the world series. If not, there will ha- be some serious problems um, that we will have to take care of, but I'm not even going there. The, um, the downbacks are a good team, but they are nowhere close to the Phillies. And, Colin is currently putting on a Phillies hat that he looks like he bought from BJ's in 2012. Wow. Signed by Aaron Nola. Oh, look at that. I don't, how ex- I don't
1: think it fits my head, though.
0: How exciting. Oh, boy.
1: That looks terrible, doesn't it? Oh, anyway, while well, Colin good. puts that it's on, he gets... On now.
0: He gets sued out, suited up for Game 4 of the World, uh, not the World Series, the National championships Championship. So oh, I can't you say our, that. He's
1: jinxed, jinxed now. A
0: sponsor for the podcast in episode, what is it? Episode <laughs> gonna 40, 42, Jackie Robinson. Oh, I was going to say J-Rob there. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, Jackie, Robinson's pod, uh, Jackie Robinson, this podcast is dedicated to, to you. Uh, this podcast is po- sponsored by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is a ticketing app that makes it so easy to buy your tickets. All you got to do download SeatGeek app, and you just go Philly Sports Report at SeatGeek. What are you doing, Colin?
1: I'm, I'm currently looking up a Savant page for Johan Rojas, but I'm going to, after that, use SeatGeek to buy my tickets. I'm going to hold it. Oh! that's I'm sorry, I knew it to me. Hold that S! Hold the S!
0: When you type zip in it Philly Sports zip Report. Zip it up. Zip it. So thank you, SeatGeek, zipper for pockets. sponsoring. I love pants and zipper pockets. I'm wearing somebody. Uh, like Whoopsies. Uh, yeah, that's all right. So, thank you to SeatGeek for sponsoring episode 42 and the whole podcast, and for sponsoring Philly Sports Sports as a whole. We appreciate that. And also, a new sponsor to the Philly Sports Sports Network is FOCA. Um, so click on the link in the description of the podcast and the YouTube video to save 10% off any SeatGeek order, or use code PSR10 at Foco and save. Ten percent off all in stock orders, excluding overalls and bracelets. Excluding. Excluding. You would not you cannot use the code for your overalls and bracelets. Why's that? Hey, focus gotta make money. So do we. I <laughs> guess guess what I got. Um guess what I ordered uh got put in for me the other day. Overalls? Benjamin Goldstein will be getting overalls very soon. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, Poco is great, and they are putting in an order for me for overalls. So, hopefully, they will be with me soon. They're currently on pre-order, and they're saying, like, late November. So, hopefully, they come in for then. Um, That's so rough. Yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you to SeatGeek for sponsoring the podcast. Thank you to for, for sponsoring for the Sports Sports. Now, Colin, you were pulling up Johan Rojas's I was. baseball. Did Sabani you know that he, if he... He is sucked in
1: the postseason, Colin. Well, did you know that if if he played only in Houston, he'd have four home runs this season?
0: So I, he's, I... he's hitting the ball well in the wrong stadiums, is what you're trying to tell me.
1: No, no, no. I'm just telling you that I am fascinated by random irrelevant things on Savant um, <laughs> essentially right. but uh, no I just the reason I went on here is because I had like while you were doing the ad read that's my time to have like crazy inside thoughts because that's just how I am and uh, he hit that home run pretty far um, so of course I was like hmm I haven't seen Johan Rojas's, uh Savant page now they've he has enough data to compile some Offensive statistics and, spoiler alert, they're not very good. He doesn't walk out. He strikes out. He chases. Not a great sweep sweepstuff percentage. Not a good hard hit percentage. A very, very bad barrel percentage. Average exit velocity is not very good either. X-slug is very bad. Expected batting average is very average. And his x woba is not great either. But he's got a great arm.
0: Yeah, he could play some great defense.
1: His, his spray chart is so interesting though. It's everywhere. He's a lot of. He doesn't really get many singles to left field. Lots of doubles, but it, He also like that. I gotta sit, watch this video. See so now, see this is what happens here. This is why I can't use these things. So I get so fascinated by the most random stuff.
0: So opponents versus Chris. I just looked up saw a stat from Scott Lauber of the Enquirer. Opponents versus Christopher Sanchez's changeup. um, slash line of 148, 167, and 274. The league average versus changeups is 239, 287, and 382. But the Diamondbacks against changeups, their slash lines 242, 282, and 387. So the Diamondbacks. That,
1: that means nothing. Hey, Christopher, so not Christopher
0: Sanchez. Christopher Sanchez has a good changeup. The Diamondbacks have change ups above league average in almost every category. So um it looks like Gabriel Moreno hits 324 off of change-ups. Lordez Jr. hits 305 off of change-ups. Christian Walker's 275 off the changeups. Gialdo Perdomo also hits 275 off the change-ups. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Diamondbacks can change ups above the average. So maybe they'll hit Sanchez is pretty really good changeup So nah. We'll see how that goes. Also, I have another question for you. Um, there's been a lot of debate about this with Alec Bohm's struggles and Bob Thompson keeping him in the fourth spot in the lineup. Are you would you move Alec Bohm out of the fourth spot and who would you replace him with? Or are you not fi- are you not changing what's not broken?
1: You know what my is gonna be. Guess it first.
0: Don't change for stuffers. That's about it. You saw Bob Thompson changed the lineup what like two times last postseason against the lefty. Other than that, it was the same exact thing. Yeah, and our eighty seven win and... team
1: made it to the World Series, so
0: yeah, I'm not and...
1: changing anything.
0: And Castellanos fifth in that postseason, and he couldn't hit the ball to save his life. And now, uh, boom, batting fourth. I mean, who did you replace him with? Nick Castiano, J.T. Mitu, but they are hitting so good in that sixth and seventh, that sixth seventh spot. So that just don't mess with the lineup. Keep it how it is. Alec yeah. Boam. I mean, Alec that type I, of player that's going to start hitting as well. So I agree. I mean, Marsh has been
1: an okay bat. Last time I checked, he's been um, locked in.
0: He's been very good. Yeah,
1: Marsh has been hitting pretty well. So I mean, I wouldn't be. Heartbroken to see him move up in the lineup, but not at the four spot. Um, yeah, I'm not totally sure to that because Stott hasn't been hitting either. Yeah, he hasn't been good. No, Muto's hit well.
0: The daycare has not hit well in the postseason, especially in the uh um, no, the NLCS.
1: Rojas has been brutal. Oh my goodness. Oh, well, I'll tell you, you know I, I, I believe he's he's two for thirty something. Is that right? Around there. I don't know if it should be that bad. He's he's hitting some hard outs. But he's it's not like he's currently hitting 070 and he should be hitting 250. It's like he's hitting 070 and he should be hitting like 110. So yeah, he's been a disaster. However, I think the defense is valuable, but he needs to be pristine out there. He can't make he can't afford to make a mistake.
0: You so man, he made the second I he always... makes an error his I defensive
1: validity decreases. Yeah.
0: I um, he had an interesting play in Game Three. He never played at this ballpark before, and there was like his ball going up against the wall that he jumped for, but he didn't probably shouldn't have jumped for. It. He probably just played off the wall. I mean, he just missed it. Definitely could have been caught, but I don't know if he should have done that. He gets the extra bag there. Um, so that was like a weird play from Ohashi. So it wasn't an air. He didn't touch the ball, but. Still, like kind of a weird play, um, but I his defense has been incredible, um, but his offense has been everything, anything but incredible. Um, but he's really which is really, strange because he yeah. hit
1: three hundred in the regular season. Now, again, he had some very very lucky hits in the regular season. His expected his expected batting average was in the two forties. I just read it off a couple seconds ago, minutes ago. Um, but not he was definitely not this bad. Um he seems nervous. He mm-hmm. seems I would almost go as far as saying he seems overprepared. He seems like he's thinking about hitting way too much and he doesn't really have that feel that a lot of the the elite hitters have Now, I don't think he's gonna become an elite hitter, but he definitely seems to be very robotic or very programmed with his his approach right now. And I think being able to adjust it during the at bat, especially against better pitching, like your, you know, your Seawolds, your Gallons, your Kellys, is very important.
0: All right, so we have to wrap up this podcast soon, Colin. Phillies. Oh, two, it's that time, isn't it? They're two wins away from the World Series. Will they do it? And you said six games in episode forty-one. Is it still six games? It is. Now you know what you do. You follow up that question and ask me my opinion. Ah, uh,
1: that's right. What is your prediction, boss?
0: Um, I said five. First episode, for episode forty-one, and I'm still saying five.
1: I hope you're right because I really, really want to reset some pitching. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's for sure. I'd like. I would really appreciate a week off before the, uh, the World Series. And also, here's my question. We might not have another podcast until the end of the National Championship Series. Who knows what's going to happen with the ALCS? What a series over there. Everybody tied up at two through four games. Game five is also tonight. Um, who do you have in that series between the Astros and the Rangers? Texas. They both play in Texas.
1: <laughs> that was the point. Um <laughs> No, I'm, I'm going to go with the uh, with the Rangers. I, I just think it's their year. The Astros have to lose something eventually. I mean, That's sure, true. are they good? Absolutely, but their luck's going to run out at some point. I mean, winning the World Series is partially luck. Oh. If we, if, yeah. Okay, so hold on. So if we, re, if we replayed postseason in 2022, do you think that the Astros uh, would have won it?
0: All about getting hot the right time. It's all about getting hot Isn't the right it? time. Playing know, good. There's some luck in that. All right, there's definitely there's luck in everything. But anyway, um, could have gotten hot
1: during the beginning of the regular season and ended up being a 95 win team. But no, they decided they wanted to, you know, boycott under Joe Joe bad at his job.
0: All right. Anyway, we got to wrap this up. Um, Phillies versus Rangers World Series would be very fun. Um, I also would not like to see the Astros again because they're the only team in baseball that knows how to win in Citizens Bank Park in the postseason. So we'll see how that goes. Thank you guys for watching. Episode number 42 of the Bell Ringers Podcast brought to you by SeaGeek. Use code Philly Sports Support. Take $20 off your first purchase. Follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, Twitter slash X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, uh, uh, Threads. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, subscribe and like. Thank you for watching on there. Podcast apps, rate us. um, And uh, thank you for listening. We will be back with you later in the series, hopefully recapping the NLCS and moving on to the World Series. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next episode. Go Phils!
1: Go Phils!